Yo, 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 what's up? What's happening? I am the host, Ryan Allen, and welcome to All In, All Out. I hope that every one of you who's listening right now is having a great day, and whatever time it may be, I thank all of you for taking your time out of your day to listen to another edition of All In, All Out. And if you're new to the show, welcome, and thank you for taking time out of your day and giving the show an opportunity. And whatever time it may be, morning, afternoon, evening time, or the night time, I thank all of you once again, because we must be thankful. Must be thankful whether we get to live another day. We must be thankful for the opportunities that we have in our life. Because there's someone out there in the world that wish they had the same opportunities as you. And that's why I'm always thankful. And I always share my gratitude to any one of you in the beginning of the show. All right. Let's get the show popping. For today's topic, I'm going to discuss on makeup. Now. Before I get into makeup, let me make myself clear. When I speak about makeup, I'm just going to give you the scriptures. And I'm just going to back up when I'm saying with the scriptures. I have my personal view on makeup. But again, I'm going to go back to the scriptures. And another thing, too, I'm not here to condemn anyone, and I will never condemn anyone because I am not allowed to do that. No one is allowed to condemn anyone. And the reason why it it was on my heart to speak about this topic is because there's a lot of, first off, confusion on it. And it's something that not many people talk about. And the only time they talk about it is when they reference the old timers from back in the day. and say, oh, you're an old fart. But nope, Bible is still the same. Scriptures are still the same. So with that being said, let's get started. And we are going to start first in 2 Kings Chapter 9. So follow me in your Bible. Follow me in the scriptures. So just to give a quick summary of 2 Kings chapter 9. So in this chapter, it's detailing Jahu's anointing as the next king of Israel. Now, who is Jahu? Jehu, excuse me, Jehu. Jehu essentially was a commander of chariots for the king of Israel, Ahab, at that time, and his son, Jehoram. But that's essentially who Jehu was, just to give a quick breakdown. So along with this chapter detailing Jehu's anointing as the next king of Israel, 
It also details his assassinations of Jehoram, the king of Israel, and Ahaziah, the king of Judah, along with Jezebel, the queen mother of Israel, who was married to Ahab. Okay? And in this chapter, we're going to discuss about Jezebel. Now, for those who don't know who Jezebel is, and many people should know because it's a common name, even if you watch the WWE and you, you remember the commentator, Jim Ross, when <laughs> a storyline was going on with a woman who was a, a backstabber, a cheater, things of that nature, sometimes he often that particular woman as a Jezebel. Now, Jezebel was a, a princess who worshipped Baal. Now, Baal was a pagan moon god, right? And as I mentioned, she married King Ahab of the northern kingdom of Israel, and she was very deceitful, very deceitful. So that's the basic background of Second Kings chapter 9, and along with Jehu, and Jezebel. So, I'm going to start reading at verse 16. So, here we go. So, Jehu rode in a chariot and went to Jezreel, for Jehoram lay there, and Ahaziah, king of Judah, was come down to see Jehoram. And there stood a watchman on the tower in Jezreel. He spied the company of Jehu as he came and said, I see a company. And Joram said, take a, take a horseman and send to meet them and let him say, is it peace? So there went one on horseback to meet him and said, thus saith the king. Is it peace? And Jehu said, What hast thou to do with peace? Turn thee behind me. And the watchman told, saying, The messenger came to them, but he cometh not again. Then he sent out a second on horseback, which came to them and said, Thus say the king, Is it peace? And Jehu answered, What hast thou to do with peace. Turn thee behind me. And the watchman told, saying, He came even unto them, and cometh not again. And the driving is like the driving of Jehu, the son of Nimshi, for he driveth furiously. And Joram said, Make ready. And his chariot was made ready. And Joram, king of Israel, and and Ahaziah, king of Judah, went out, each in his chariot, and they went out against Jehu, and met him in the portion of Naboth, the Jezreelite. And verse 22, And it came to pass, when Joram saw Jehu, that he said, Is it peace, Jehu? And he answered, 
What peace so long as the whoredoms of thy mother Jezebel and her witchcrafts are so many. All right, let's discuss these chapters. So when I first read this chapter, one of the first things I noticed was the question being asked multiple times, which was, is it peace? I believe if I documented it correctly, it was, it was asked three to four times. One, two, let's see, just making sure. Yeah, at least, at least three to four times. So what was this chapter, well, these verses discussing? That first off, Jezebel was not a peaceful woman. And we know, or if some of y'all don't know, I'm not going to assume, that God is the epitome of peace. If you go to the book of Second Thessalonians, Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 16, it reads, now the Lord of peace himself gives you peace always. By all means, the Lord be with you all. So right then and there, again, going back to 2 Kings chapter 9, when the question was asked multiple times, is it peace? And then you go to the second, the 22nd chapter, excuse me, the 22nd verse in chapter 9, as it came to pass, when Joram saw Jehu, that he said, Is it peace? And he answered, What peace? So long as the whoredoms of thy mother Jezebel. So first off, we know that Jezebel was not a peaceful woman. And we know that we are meant to have peace or express peace according to 2 Thessalonians 3.16. Because God gives us peace, we should be operating within that peace. Amen? The second thing, detailing about Jezebel, was that she was a whore. Plain and simple. Can't get around it. Can't dispute it. It's right there in black. She was a whore. She was a prostitute. No matter where you spin it, that's what she was. Third thing, and this, and that verse is talking about somebody's mother. So long as the whoredoms of thy mother, Jezebel. So not only is she not peaceful, not only is she a whore. Not only is describing someone's mother, and the fourth thing on the list is witchcraft. Thy mother Jezebel and her witchcrafts are so many. Because remember, as I mentioned, she worshipped the pagan god Baal. And she operated in other forms 
of witchcraft according to Baal. So, that is talking about her character and how she operated and what spirit she was under, which is Satan when it all comes down to it anyway. All right. So we got that now. She wasn't peaceful. She was a whore. Talking about someone's mother. And she operated in witchcraft. Okay. So now, I'm going to go to verse 30. And I'm going to read down to verse 34. And when Jehu was come to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it. And she painted her face and tied her hair and looked out at the window. And as Jehu entered in at the gate, she said, Has Zimri peace, who slew his master? And he lifted up his face to the window and said, Who is on my side? Who? And there looked out to him two or three eunuchs. And he said, Throw her down. Throw her down. So they threw her down, and some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the horses, and he trod her underfoot. And when he was coming, and when he was coming, he did eat and drink and said, Go see now that this cursed woman and bury her, for she's a king's daughter. And I'm going to stop right there. Now, what else is, are these scriptures describing now? It's now describing not only her look, but again, another trait of her character. In verse 30, once again, And when Jehu was come to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it, and she painted her face. She painted her face. And that painting your face is what's described today as makeup. That's right. Painting your face is makeup today. It's plain and simple. And then in the verse in 34, it describes her as being a cursed woman. Another character trait. So now, real quick, I want to play this audio. It's by Pastor Gino Jennings, and he does a great job at describing and talking about this issue within the church, within and regarding to our women, because it's very important. And he gives the same scriptures that I did right now. So... Take a listen to Pastor Gino Jennings. Kings chapter 9. All right. Nine. And we're down reading at verse 30. Come on, son. And when Jehu was come to Jezreel. When Jehu came to Jezreel. Jezebel heard of it. Jezebel heard of it. And she painted her face. Who painted her? Wait a minute. Who painted their face? Jezebel. Who painted their face? Jezebel. You don't find a holy woman in the Bible wore face paint, which is the day called makeup. That's right. God didn't make your lips that color. Why do you? Amen. God didn't make your cheeks that color. Why do you? Yeah. 
God didn't make your eyebrows like that. Why do you? That's right. What are you teaching, Pastor Janice? We're teaching all of our women of every race. Love the way God made you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Holy women don't wear our brown pencil, our line shadow. Don't wear wigs. Don't wear fake ponytails. Don't wear hair extensions. Don't wear fake nails. Don't wear none of that stuff. Holy women don't wear that stuff. That's right. Don't wear splits. Don't wear none of that. Don't wear sheer clothing advertising your underclothes. Yeah. That's why it's called underclothes. They are under your clothes. That's right. Huh? Amen. Sometimes women wear a blouse cut down the hair showing their cleavage and then the brother in church looking. Then you want you ready to call him a pervert. <laughs> really? Then why are you advertising your trick or treats? <laughs> why are you advertising your trick or treats? That's right. Do you know it's the nature of a man to look there? That's right. That's right. Oh, this is old-fashioned holders. Oh, yeah. Old-fashioned holders, you find the old mothers with their dresses almost to their ankles. Yeah. And they teach the young women the same thing. Sometimes old women say, huh, I ain't wearing my dresses down to my ankles like an old woman. And you got a singing citizen's card? What else are you? What's the matter with you? That's right. Why would an old woman complain? About having a long dress. In fact, you should be getting on these young women. Tell them to close that split up. Go get that dress down longer. That's why a lot of these young women don't respect you old women because you out there just like them. Ankle chains on, fake hair, fingernails all painting up. That's right. And you out there want to be your sister's, your daughter's sister. These young girls need a mother. Amen. You want to be out there shaking your behind with your daughter and she's out there bumping and grinding with her boyfriend and you bumping and grinding with her boyfriend. Amen. Spot on. As he said, Pastor Gino Jennings said, there's not a single Christian woman nowhere in the book in the Bible, in the scriptures, that ever wore face paint or makeup. Nowhere in the Bible. God didn't make your lips that color. So why do you change it to the color red? God didn't make your eyebrows that color. So why are you changing it? God didn't make your eyes around your eye area, that color. So why do you change it? Don't you know that you're fearfully and wonderfully made according to Psalm 139 and 14? Why do you care about how people perceive you if you don't have on makeup? Are you that insecure? Do you worry that much about what people may say? Is it such a burden to you to put on makeup when you're going to church or you're going to the workplace? Have the world polluted you so much 
that you feel the need to do that or you won't get the job. That you won't achieve a certain level of success. The makeup industry is so wicked. And it's an industry that is in vain. And I'm going to show you. In Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 30. It reads, And when thou art spoiled, what wilt thou do? Thou though clothest thou thyself with crimson, though thou deckest thee with ornaments of gold, and thou, though thou rentest thy face with painting, in vain shalt thou make thyself fair. Thy lovers will despise thee, they will seek thy life. Uh, the guy is telling you straight up. When you wear face paint, when you wear makeup, it's in vain. Now, for those who don't know what vain means or being in vain, let me give you this definition according to the 1828 Webster Dictionary. It means empty, worthless, having no substance, value, or importance. It's useless. It's pointless. You're wasting your time putting on makeup. There's no reason to do it. None whatsoever. Whatsoever. Now, some of you out there may say, Oh, Ryan, this was during the Old Testament days. You don't mention nothing about it in the New Testament. All right, you, you want to play like that? Okay. You want some New Testament? I'll give you some New Testament. But the Bible is backs up what the scriptures say in correlation. So follow me to 1 John chapter 1. And, and we'll start at verse 15. And it reads... Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Give me one moment. All right, here we go. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. When you put on makeup, here's what the industry have done. They created makeup and marketed it in a way to cause women to be insecure with how they look. And they look at someone such as a Kim Kardashian. They look at someone with with a, a makeup line and because of their success regardless how they got it and they're wear, wearing an abundance amount of makeup or constant appearance of makeup that causes young women who are ignorant to look at that individual and say dang if I want to be successful, I need to wear makeup because 
comparing myself to these women, those women, I don't stack up. So now I need to put on these, this face paint to get up in level. It's literally to make up your insecurities and make up how you look. And, and, and you know the <laughs> the great thing about this is, and I'm sharing with y'all that in reality, your beauty is not important. What? Your beauty is not. Yes, yes. I'm telling you, it's not important. Let's go to the book of Proverbs, chapter 31, and verse 30. And as I mentioned, I believe last week, I do want to touch on chapter 31 because it describes what a woman is meant to be. But I'll take a little snippet out of this chapter. Verse 30, favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. Beauty is vain. But, a woman that feareth the Lord shall be praised. So God is telling you straight up, it's more important that she's a woman of God, a God-fearing woman, than her own beauty. God said it's in vain. Now, to us men and to women on the opposite side, many times we want a a partner, spouse, who is good-looking, at least to us. And there's not, nothing wrong with that. It's not wrong with having a preference in looks. But when you prioritize that over he or her being a, a man, a woman of God, a child of God, you're out of order. You're out of order. Do you care that much about what people say? Do you care? Why do you need to wear makeup? Why? Lord said it's in vain. And it's come from, it comes from the world. First Peter 5 and 7. Cash your cares upon him. That's what, that's what the scripture reads. And I'll read it specifically. I'll read it. Quote, quote for quote, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. I'll go up one more. Verse 6, humble yourself. Humble yourself. Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Humble yourself. And cast your cares upon him. You're insecure. You care about how people think and feel. Give it to the Lord. You care about how people may perceive you? Give it to the Lord. My God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know, when, when I was at my former church, there would be many times where I would just show up in a long sleeve shirt, a pair of khakis, and some, some dress shoes or Clarks. I remember my, my mom... She would get on me about dressing 
essentially more professional, ironing my clothes, specifically my pants. And I would, and I would tell it, and I still tell it to this day. It's an important to dress nice, just for respect. Yes, you should be dressing nice, ironing your clothes and things of that nature. But at the end of the day, it's all material. It's all material. And when you go to a church, you are there to learn. You're not there there for a catwalk or a, a, a modeling audition. You're there to learn. I, you could have someone there with a three-piece suit. A three-piece suit. And they don't want to jack. But you could have someone there with basketball shorts, some J's, and a plain white tee. And they could receive it all. Paying attention and actually learn something from the service on that day. Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the Bible also states in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 22. Abstain. Let me look up the word abstain. So, so y'all get it correct. This is a good teaching, man. This is a good teaching. Abstain. In a general sense, to forbear or refrain from voluntarily, but used chiefly to denote a restraint upon the passions or appetites, to refrain from indulgence. God said, abstain from all, not some, all appearance of evil. And we saw back in 2 Kings chapter 9 that Jezebel was an evil woman. Wicked. Wicked as they come. And she wore, man, she wore it. Again, now one holy woman, godly woman, Christian woman in the scriptures that wore face paint. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Amen. So why do you do it? It's in vain. Jezebel did it. And here's the thing. And let me make this clear. I am not saying that if you wear makeup, you, you don't have peace. I would question it, quite frankly, but I'm not, I will not jump to conclusion to say that you have peace. You don't have peace, excuse me. I'm not saying if you wear makeup, you're a whore. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that if you wear makeup, you are operating in witchcraft. I'm not saying that if you 
wear makeup, you are cursed, which essentially is stating that you're condemned. I am not saying that whatsoever at all. But when you are, if you are a Christian woman, if you're supposed to be a Christian woman, born again, the Bible states in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, therefore if any man, any man, hallelujah, be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. There should be a clear distinction, typically, between someone who is in the world and someone who is not of the world. And what I'm discussing right now and according to the scripture is the appearance of one of Jezebel's daughters. If you are a godly woman, if you say you're a godly woman, you say you're a Christian woman, why do you want to look like Jezebel and one of Jezebel's daughters? Bible states, abstain from all appearance of evil. Abstain. Refrain. Now let me make another another thing clear. There are people in the world who have come from that lifestyle of being tattooed up, piercings, makeup, dyeing their hair, And they've repented. They've made Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior. They've become born again. They've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And are now walking with the Lord. And that's the beauty of God. That we live under grace. That even when we've made all of those type of decisions, God loves us enough gives us grace and it gives us an opportunity to live for him and only for him. And they didn't say to any Christian, born again Christian out there, if you see someone like that who has the appearance of the world, but they repented, as I mentioned, and they're now born again. And you see, now with tattoos, I mean, there's not much you could do about it. I mean, unless you have enough money or you're fortunate enough to get a tattoo removal. But when it comes to piercings, dyeing the hair, things that can be changed at a cost-effective level, essentially. Be graceful with them. Have compassionate for them, be genuine with them, and most importantly, be loving to them. 
check them and correct them with love. But you got, especially when they're a babe in Christ, where they're just starting their walk with the Lord, be patient with them. Give them time. Not everyone is <laughs> a, a, a cold turkey, has a cold turkey mindset. You know, I know with me, when I first got saved, it was an immediate flip. Now, did everything flip over? No. And that's why I say, be patient. We have grace. When I first started my walk with the Lord, I was still struggling with compassion and empathy. That was me. So when you see someone else, oh, another thing, just as an example, when I started my workout journey, I believe it was May 6th or 7th of 2017, I went cold turkey. I went from eating a piss-poor diet to eating a healthy diet, and I didn't do the 75, 25, 50, 50. I didn't do any of that. I went cold turkey, and I had a bad headache <laughs> that Sunday, I will tell you. But not everyone does that, or not everyone has the same mindset to do that, to go cold turkey, and to do, and to do a complete 180. So, but again, once again, if anyone still appears as the world in their beginning stages of Christ, I'm just saying beginning stages of Christ, because after a certain time, you ought to know these things. You ought to know, as the Bible reads, what was written a fourth time is written for our learning and and hope that we have peace and hope. I believe this scripture is something like that. So we should be motivated to learn about what to do or what not to do, how to appear, how not to appear. So the question some of you may ask, should you wear makeup? No, you should not. Love the way God made you. Love the way God made you. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. And as, as I said in the beginning, last thing I'll say, I'm not here to condemn anyone. I'm not here to... How can I put this? I, I'm not here. I, I, I don't ever want to come across that I'm better than you, that I know more than you. All I'm doing is teaching from the Bible, from the scriptures. And my purpose in life, as I mentioned, is to help people, and especially help people Help people come, not only come to God, trust in the Lord, but grow in the Lord. I, I, <laughs> this, may, this may be hurtful, but it's the truth. 
It is the truth. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it for today. I hope that any one of you learned something from this episode. I hope that you humble yourselves and just follow the scriptures. Don't, don't follow Ryan Allen. Just follow what God said. Don't be a Jezebel. You can follow me on all my social media platforms. They'll be in the description below. Please give the show a five-star rating and a comment if you so desire. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, stay blessed and stay well-balanced. Peace!